0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the eighth chapter. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived in the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time, this man had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tomb. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at a large and loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Now for many times this demon had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion. For many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them into the abyss. Now there were on the hillside a large herd of swine feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission then the demons came out of the man and heard the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed, and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with a great fear. So they got in the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might go with Jesus. But Jesus sent him away, saying, "Return to your home, and declare how much God has done for you." So he went away proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated.
1: Once upon a time, there were three Indonesian couples who lived in the seacoast area had intention to start new Indonesian church. Their first Sunday service was held in a multi-purpose room of an apartment where one of them lived. The worship was led by an Indonesian pastor who lived in New Jersey. This marked the birth of Emmanuel, Indonesian Protestant Church. Unfortunately, there were complaints from other residents of this church gathering. So Emmanuel had its Sunday services for several months in a hotel function room in Portsmouth, until one of the Emmanuel founders, the Pacassis they are not here, went to the Holy Trinity, met with Pastor Opperbeck, and he welcomed Emmanuel to use the building or sanctuary and have its Sunday worship in the in the afternoon. Since then, Emmanuel grew up with the Holy Trinity and became a Lutheran church. I have a story about Mandy. Mandy came to the US in 1999, landed in New Jersey. She worked there for a year, then left for New Hampshire to be with her relative. She worked in a company who made single-use medical and surgical equipment until several years ago, when most companies in the area had to reduce their employees. In around 2012, she was diagnosed with kidney failure. And since then, she has been on dialysis. She's 76 years old now and doesn't want to go back to Indonesia. She also filed for asylum and got denied, made an appeal, and lost. She is in process of reopening her case for years and still have no luck. She almost ran out of her 401k, and her social security can't be accessed. Her daughter came last April, but still have no job yet. I have another question of Bobby. Story about Bobby. Bobby came to the US with my husband Tommy in 2000. He left his wife and two sons of five and eight years old. The next next year, his wife joined him and left their sons to their grandmother. They both worked hard here. Every payday, after taking some for their living expenses, they send their earnings for their son to pay for school and food. Yes, Indonesia, we must pay to go to school. Bobby and his wife applied for asylum so that they can could they could get their work authorization. After several years, they finally got a court date to only receive a denied decision. They appealed. Still lost. And Bobby decided to return to Indonesia voluntarily. Because if he stayed and didn't open a new case, which would cost him another thousands of dollars, he would get detained and deported. Bobby's passport was kept by the ICE. Do you know ICE? Ice. Yeah, okay. He had to report to ICE that he would voluntarily return to Indonesia. Then on the departure day, they met him at the airport, followed him until he is boarding. His wife stayed for another year because she still had a valid work authorization. Then she could have some income while Bobby tried to find a job in Indonesia. There were no jobs for him. There were only project-based jobs once a month or not at all. He's still with no job until now. His wife can cook and bake and sell those to live. This is a story about myself. I thought I have to tell you my story too. When I was given a day to share about Emmanuel or Ignatians, I picked June 19th today, as it is my mom's 91st birthday. You might ask what this have to do with Emmanuel or Indonesian. First of all, my mom said to me several times that never say no if I was asked to serve in any capacity of, in the church. This is the reason why I said yes to Judy, to fill one Sunday in summer and here I am standing here sharing my Indonesian and what, Indonesia, Emmanuel Indonesian. My mom spent most of her active life doing business that she likes. She's been active in women's group, church council, singing in the choir, and play that instrument, kolintang. It was her doing that this set of kolintang got here. I decided to move to the US because my husband Tommy was already here. It was very difficult decision for me. I was in my prime being a professional facilitator training for companies for their individual developments in-house trainings. My friend, the business owner, was very sad, and she actually didn't market any program when I left. I left everything I enjoyed doing and told myself to be ready to start working at an entry-level job. I did it gracefully and with faith that God won't give me a job that I can do. I believe that if he wants me to come here, he will provide. As for legalities, I got granted to live in the U.S. without having to go through court process at all. Thanks be to God. How about my husband Tommy? But since he's here too and I only get 10 minutes, She will answer any questions you might have after (laughs) worship. Okay. Now, how is the Emmanuel Indonesian Lutheran Church? Most of Indonesians came to the U.S. because of religious persecutions happened in Indonesia. And they heard all the good things about working and living in the U.S. There were many Indonesians came to the, to the U.S. in the Seacoast area in the year of 2000s. Some of you asked, why New Hampshire? The answers were, among others, there were a lot of job opportunities in the manufacturing companies. Or, my friends were here. Or they asked us to come and said, it's better than working in California. My mentor lives in California also asked me, why do I come to New Hampshire? It was like a jungle to her. (laughs) My answer was simple, my husband came here and I followed him. The attendance of Emmanuel kept growing until 2007 when chartered and became Lutheran Church, thanks to Holy Trinity who helped the process with the New England Synod. Pastor Robert got installed as a Lutheran pastor the Emmanuel was received formally at the Synod Assembly. I was at the Synod Assembly last week with Franklin Ellis and met people that still remembered that event. They were very proud that an Indonesian uh, church became a Lutheran. Pastor Robert decided to leave Emmanuel to be with his family in California in 2014. After he left, more and more people left. Some went to other Indonesian churches in the area or not going to church at all. I don't know. Bobby's story is an example of those who had to leave because they lost their case and have to live a hard way back in Indonesia. Mandy's story, aside from his, her sickness, is an example of those who stay and still don't have legal status or permanent resident status yet. Many of them are worried to get caught. They get caught, detained, and deported. Some of them are lucky enough and they can still renew their work authorization every year, even though the costs getting higher and higher. The remaining members of Emmanuel living conditions are similar to Mandy or myself. Emmanuel has Sunday service at 1 p.m. with about ten to twenty in attendance. There are several Indonesian pastors who are willing to take turn leading the Sunday service (laughs) worship for several years. Emmanuel has been praying to get a pastor. God answers our prayer. He sent Pastor Esther Tulung from Indonesia last month. She's sitting at the back there. The plan is she came to get to know Emmanuel and house life in the US, as well as Emmanuel to know more about her. If the initial plan works as expected, then Emmanuel needs to work with the Senate office, might seek help from Holy Trinity, and solicits assistance in all aspects of legalities to get her and her family an R-type visa. It was faith that the founders planted Emmanuel. It was faith that Mandy, Bobby, and I brought, brought us here. It is faith that Emmanuel still exists. Holy Trinity and Emmanuel have shared the building to worship and doing other activities together for more than 20 years. Activities such as leaf beeping. Dot just mentioned that we went to, where is it Dot? Uh, Plymouth. Plymouth. Plymouth together as a congregation. And we also went to Boston, Freedom Trails. And we did play this, Tang, in a global mission event in somewhere in Hampers, Massachusetts. And it's both of us. I've been serving on the scene for 10 years. And I've never seen or heard any collaboration like us, like we have here. And I think it's a perfect time for me to express Emmanuel thanks to Holy Trinity, especially to those who helped when we first came. The Opterbecks, they're not here, the K6, the Edwards, Claps, I'm sorry if I forgot other names, and the Arringtons, they and the team help us with um, filing the income tax every year. They also help us teaching English, accompanies us when we were in trouble, like car issues. Right, Kurt? <laughs> we also not forget the Scamons, Russ and Joe, Ron Inderv, that helps Emmanuel members with their expertise. But most of all, the Holy Trinity congregations that welcome us and make us feel welcome. I understand that now the priority of Holy Trinity and Emmanuel is to get a pastor, but I would like to encourage all of us to think about some things for our future that probably could make Holy Trinity and Emmanuel are us, not they. I believe that if we have faith, God will show us and give us the way. May the peace of the Lord be with you all but now let us enjoy the melody part of kolintang that Tommy will play and if you know the song maybe you can join us
2: some things the Lord for friends and Yeah, too. Yeah. É...